Welcome to Simply Bitcoin Live, your number one source for the peaceful Bitcoin revolution. We cover breaking news, culture, manic warfare. We'll be your guide through the separation of money and state. Well, looks like the Silvergate debacle is over. Silvergate is one of the most popular banks that crypto exchanges used. Then all the exchanges rug pulled them, basically. And we were basically speculating last uh, week that they were going to go under, right? Because... <laughs> If their customers are all pulling out, well, like, what what do you think was going to happen? Um, now, interesting though is that Silvergate was also the bank that Michael Saylor used for the loan, right? Apparently, he clarified it, and we covered that on last week's episode, right? He clarified that Silvergate does not hold any of the collateral, but I'm very interested to see what comes out of that, and if any news comes out of that, they have to make an announcement. Right. Because Silvergate was the loan originator. Right. Anyways, if you guys know more about that, please let us know in the comments. We'll be on top of it as soon as we hear some news specifically for MicroStrategy or MicroSailor. Anyways, before we start the show, I want to bring up our very special guest today. Nobad21. Welcome to the show, bro. Happy to have you. Hey, keep your hands off my toasters. Yeah, exactly. Man. Leave my toasters alone, <laughs> right? We have to start the movement. If you know, you know. If you don't know, check out yesterday's episode. And of course, I want to bring up my legendary co-host, always optimistic. As soon as he wakes up in the morning, he has a giant smile on his face. My legendary co-host, how you doing? My living truth. <laughs> That's fake news. That's fake news. I, fake. I am literally, I am literally the worst person in the morning. Like when I wake up, I am the worst person. It takes me a little while to to get this cheerful but uh <laughs> yeah man crazy crazy stuff going on this silvergate news is uh interesting to say the least and uh, i think we covered it what last week and we we were wondering whether this was going to happen and uh hey things are blowing up a lot quicker quicker than we thought they would so here we are uh tld actually i'll save it for i'll save it to uh to the news segment but also today i usually i usually kind of feature our guests but today is the 30th anniversary of the cypherpunk manifesto so i'm gonna literally just uh do my best guy swan impression and we will read it for you guys because i think everyone needs to hear these words and then we'll talk about it a little bit today the cypher cypherpunk manifesto wow i'm really looking yeah, forward man. i'm really looking forward to that anyways guys it's gonna be a great show let's get to numbers let's do this the Bitcoin numbers brought to you by Noddle. At this point, you should be running your own Bitcoin node. If you don't use your own Bitcoin node, you're trusting someone else's. Run your own version of Bitcoin Core, the Lightning Network, Whirlpool, and Dojo, all from the comfort of your own home. And if you're a digital nomad, you have absolutely no excuse because now you can run a Noddle through a virtual private server. Visit noddle.eu today. All right, guys, I want to tell you about the biggest Bitcoin conference on the face of the earth. Bitcoin 2023. It's going to be hosted in sunny, sunny Miami Beach, Florida, May 18th through the 20th. We have a special promo code for you guys. Get 10% off your tickets simply, simply. It's it's very simple promo, promo code. Anyways, I want to go through some of the speakers because they do change every single day. Michael Saylor, Jack Maulers, Casey, creator of Ordinals, Stacey Herbert, Lynn Alden, Breedlove, Jeff Booth, Saifedine. Corey Clipston, Caitlin Long, Pete Ruzzo, and many, many more. You don't want to miss this Bitcoin celebration. And like I said, use promo code SIMPLY 
to get yourself a big discount on the tickets. At the time of recording, the Bitcoin price is 21480 Sats per dollar, 4655 Block height, 780033 Reachable Bitcoin nodes, 16762 Blocks of the halving, 59967 Having estimates, April 22nd, 2024. Total Lightning Network capacity, 5,393 Bitcoin Capacity value is 115 million US dollars and the realized monetary inflation is 1.76%. And the market capitalization of Bitcoin, 414 billion dollars in the grand scheme of things. Bitcoin is still a baby. Anyways, Level 39 had this tweet yesterday. And for anyone who doesn't know, Senator Markey was the senator who introduced a bill that would force Bitcoin miners in the United States of America to register their energy usage with the government. I am not a fan of when the government makes lists of things. When they make lists of things, something shortly comes after, right? So I think this this is the, the first step um, towards attempt to, you know, at least slow down the adoption of Bitcoin stop Bitcoin mining. I do not think it's it's going to be successful. I think the incentives are too great. Um, and I think the individual states are really, this is where it's really going to flourish here, right? So New York, we know they're very hostile towards Bitcoin mining, but that's New York, right? California is going to, I'm sorry, uh, Texas is going to, you know, pick up where New York left off. And the question that I have for you guys is like, look, if people in New York want to cut themselves off from, you know, the, the benefits of Bitcoin mining. Okay. So for like, go for it. You know, you totally entitled to do that. But why is the federal government trying to dictate how people should use energy in a certain state that clearly the people of the, of that certain state are okay with it. In fact, not only are they okay with it, they make the arguments that they're benefiting from it, as was the case in yesterday's video. We had someone from Nebraska basically saying, look, Bitcoin mining has tremendously you know, benefited our state. And I would say Texas is the same, right? They would like to make the case that you know, Bitcoin mining has caused instability in the, in the Texas grid. I, I would say that that's just, you know, that's just media spin, of course. But I, I do acknowledge my, my bias as a Bitcoiner. Anyways, let me read this tweet by Level39, and then we'll check out the video. And then I'll actually read some other tweets from some other Bitcoiners in the comments because they're pretty funny. So it's, uh, watch Senator Markey struggle to explain Bitcoin's difficulty adjustment, which regulates the issuance of Bitcoins, to avoid inflation by recounting how he paid for college selling ice cream. <laughs> when check notes, tuition used to cause a cost a few hundred dollars per year. Like that is not fair. Like that, that is not like, I get that you guys had it good, but we don't have it as good. And it's because of the money printing. It's because of inflation. What the F happened in 1971, right? They don't talk about that. It's not fair. Look at the price of real estate has doubled in the last two years alone. You know, it, it's, I don't think it's just, I do not think it's just, right? So this is what it's about. Like, this is what the peaceful Bitcoin revolution is about because we say, you know, enough is enough. I, I don't want to partake in that system anymore. This system, that system of elite, that, that proof of stake system where, you know, a bureaucratic few get to benefit from the fiat money system, Right. So you could say some business owners, some cantillionaires, better said, right? Well, everyone else gets caught holding the bag, right? And 
This is the system they're advocating for. We are advocating for a more equal and equitable system, right? Where it doesn't matter who you are, you do not have the privilege to issue money for free. You have to spend energy. You have to use energy. You have to spend money, better said. You know, pay for the infrastructure, to pay for those miners if you want to make more Bitcoin. Uh, of course, and that's the mining way. You could also earn it. You could also buy it, right? That system is a lot more equal. I mean, look at Naeem Bukele. Look at Michael Saylor. They're paying the price of tuition right now like the rest of us, right? Anyways, let's check out some of the comments. Preston Pitch says, uh, my Lord, the U.S. is in trouble if this is the critical thinking we are working with. Uh, James Gill says, these are our leaders. And of course, we got some, some memes in there already from Matt. Says, educate yourself. Absolutely hilarious. Anyways, let's play the clip um, and then we'll talk about it. Let's do it. Well, because Bitcoin mining is inherently energy inefficient. The more demand there is for Bitcoin, the more work it takes to generate new Bitcoin. So I operated an ice cream truck to pay my way through college. So it's like saying that if my truck got worse gas mileage, it would be because each new ice cream, which I sold, reduced the energy efficiency of the truck. Mr. Altenberg, is it true that Bitcoin's proof of work mining mechanism is set up to require more energy to earn each new Bitcoin as more miners come into the market? So like, I mean, the misrepresentations, right? And then the ice cream truck example, in my opinion, was like, <laughs> A slap to the face. It's like, cool, bro. You could do that when you were your age, right? Can't do that nowadays, you know? Um, so that is a slap to the face. And then the energy component, it's like, you know, because that's one of the narratives, right? Just like, Bitcoin's just going to use more energy. That Remember the World Economic Forum meme post, right? That like Bitcoin is going to use more energy than, you know, the rest of the world combined. You know, that's not how it works. Bitcoin needs cheap energy. If it wasn't cheap, it wouldn't be economical for miners to use it. So Bitcoin uses stranded energy. Bitcoin uses energy that was already going to waste, which is why it's so cheap. They don't talk about that. They don't talk about that. It's always misrepresentations. It's always spin, which leads me to believe they are not sincere in their arguments. Because if they were sincere, right, they would use all the information, all the data, all the research that Bitcoiners have spent hours and hours and hours contributing, right, as to looking at things from another perspective. But no, they just continue to attack Bitcoin energy use is bad. Bitcoin energy use is bad. Bitcoin energy use is bad without getting into any of the nuance. And that, again, how could you not think it's not malicious at this point? You can't say these people are stupid. Can't say that, right? They're well-educated. You can't be a U.S. senator without that, right? Or at least most of them, better said, right? You can't say that you're dealing with a bunch of people that, you know, are, are you know, not really doing the research. No, of course they are. Like, the, you, can't, you can't see it another way. So I think this has to do with the fact that, you know, with proof-of-work mining, you can't control it. The, the, the privileges of a proof-of-stake system go away, right? And I think a lot of people benefit from those privileges, especially in positions of power, 
So I think you remember Naim Bukele's article, right? They're willing to lie, cheat, spin, print anything to hold on to that power. And, and again, I don't know Senator, Senator Mark, Markey. I can't speak for him. But boy, oh boy, does it sure look like it from my perspective. But maybe I'm a crazy Bitcoiner and I totally understand that because we do cover, talk about Bitcoin all day. But, you know, the beauty of Bitcoin is that it exposes incentives. And as time progresses, those incentives are just going to be exposed. And, the you know, the, the, the ridiculousness of the arguments are going to be exposed. Uh, so, anyways, that's my take. Opti, what do you think about this? And then we'll move on to Nobad21. Yeah, well, um, the amount of verifiably false information in like 20 seconds is just, it's absolutely insane. And what's the saying? It takes twice as much effort to counter stupidity than it does to spread the truth. Like this is, this is what we, we are uh, up against here, I suppose. And I mean, what, what do you say? Like Bitcoin is inherently inefficient, energy inefficient, and it just wastes energy. Well, I mean, without without getting into the nuance and us justifying the energy use, like Bitcoin is extremely energy inefficient or else miners and mining companies wouldn't exist on the free market or else they'd be broke. Like it's absolutely it, it's just pure gaslighting as far as far as I'm concerned. And, uh, you know, on the one hand, Nico, you we kind of talk about this all, all the time. And it's the idea that uh, these politicians, these central bankers or what have you, um, I don't believe that they don't know what they're saying, but man, watching this video, it really does go to show that some people probably really don't know what the hell they're talking about. Like this guy probably did. I don't know. Look, I'm sure he's intelligent. I'm sure maybe he had some marching orders and uh, it looked like he was reading off a script, but uh, on the one hand, he either doesn't know how this worked. Cause what was that analogy even having to do with anything? Like it, it made no sense to me. It was like, what, what are you talking about? Like, what is the connection here? But it's also, you know, what's uh, Occam's razor or no, it's actually a different one. I forget what the name is, but uh, what you can attribute to malice, you're better off attributing to stupidity. Uh, I don't want to say these people are stupid, but it does seem like maybe they don't know what they're doing. And maybe we are attributing some kind of evil intention to a lot of people that just really are unfamiliar with what's going on. So I'm, I'm, I'm battling with myself right now because I, I'm very tinfoil hat wearer all the time and i'm just like these people are actively working against us but now it's maybe hey i think a lot of people just really don't know what's going on and so i think there's a few hand-picked people that are actively working against bitcoiners and then there's a lot of other people that are really just confused and don't know what's actually going on so i don't know yeah. I'll, I'll come back to this and, I, and i'll uh, reserve the right to change my opinion in the coming days <laughs> yeah, guys, bear with us. We hear your message about the audio. We're working on it, trying to see if it's on our side. Anyways, Nomad21, what's going on with you, bro? Hey, man, thanks for having me. And, you know, I got to agree with uh, Opti. I think to a large degree, there are a lot of useful idiots in our Senates, our parliaments, our houses of representatives. And uh, these people are being, you know, given directives uh, from, from higher up. Uh, they're terrible at it it seems. But, you know, this is our responsibility as Bitcoiners. We have to bring the receipts like you guys always talk about on Simply. Bring the receipts. You have to prove them wrong. Unfortunately, that's our part in this battle. We have to illustrate, you know, tweets are the bullets, uh, you know, uh, memes are the, the grenades. And we've got to make it clear that 
these people don't have a leg to stand on. And what is the worth of sound money that uh, gives you sovereignty and, and freedom? What is the worth of that? Is it worth as much electricity as uh, JP Morgan and Chase Bank and Bank of America uses in one month with all their buildings and facilities and computers and, and everything? Like, what is the value of sound money, really? Yeah, 100%, right. Anyways, this is why we're here. This is what the fight is all about. Anyways, guys, let's get to news. We have a lot to talk about. The audio should be clear now, but please let us know in the chat if it pops up again. The Daily News. Brought to you by Blockstream Jade, built by Bitcoiners for Bitcoiners. It's an open source hardware wallet for the cold storage of Bitcoin. Blockstream Jade houses a full color camera, allowing for fully air-gapped Bitcoin transactions. Scan and display QR codes directly on the device to sign transactions and verify addresses with ease. Use your Blockstream Jade with your favorite wallet software, such as the Blockstream Green, Blue Wallet, Electrum, and Sparrow. Get yourself a Blockstream Jade today and take self-custody of your Bitcoin. All right, everybody, let's talk about Elizabeth Warren. So Elizabeth Warren introduced a bill that would force software developers in the United States to register with the government in order to work on Bitcoin. Mind you, this was not a only a Democratic bill. This was a bipartisan bill. And it was uh, it was uh, it was sponsored also by Senator Marshall. Right. He was a Republican. Uh, so, you know, and it's interesting. It's interesting. So anytime, you know, Elizabeth Warren either criticizes the mining industry or criticizes Bitcoin, I, uh, you know, I, I, I don't, again, I, I just don't believe that she's being sincere. Um, anyways, this is a tweet. She says, as the bank of choice for crypto, Silvergate bank, Silvergate's bank failure is disappointing but predictable. I warned of Silvergate's risky, if not illegal, activity and identified severe due diligence failures. Now cus customers must be made whole and regulators should step up against crypto risks. Right. Crypto risk. And she's spot on. Crypto risk. Yeah, bro. Is crypto is, is shit. Well, thank you, Elizabeth Warren, for being specific about crypto. Really appreciate the support. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Really appreciate it. Oh, sorry about that. Anyways, let's uh, let's move on to the Silvergate news. We have two Bloomberg articles for you guys. First one. Name of the headline for audio listeners, Silvergate plans to wind down bank operations and liquidate. Silvergate Capital Corporation plans to wind down operations and liquidate its bank after the crypto industry's meltdown sapped the company's financial strength, sending shares plunging. Quote, in light of recent industry and regulatory developments, Silvergate believes that an orderly wind down of bank operations and a voluntary liquidation of the bank is the best path forward. The company said in a statement late Wednesday, Quote, the bank's wind down and liquidation plan includes full repayment of all deposits. Silvergate collapsed amid scrutiny from regulators in a criminal investigation by the Justice Department fraud unit into dealings with fallen crypto giants, FTX and Almeida research. Though no wrongdoing was asserted, Silvergate's woes deepened as the bank sold off assets at a loss and shut uh, and shut its flagship payments network, which is called the heart of its group of services 
for crypto clients. Quote, today we are seeing what can happen when a bank is over-reliant on risky, volatile sector like cryptocurrencies. Senator Sherrod Brown, chair of the Senate Banking, Housing, and Urban Affairs Committee, said in a statement, quote, when banks get involved with crypto, it spreads risk across the financial system, and it will be taxpayers and consumers who pay the price. I hate, and hate is a strong word, so I dislike the fact that Unfortunately, a lot of Bitcoin businesses are going to get cross and caught in the crosshairs because of the shenanigans that is that are happening in the crypto space. Um, it just gives a bad name. And again, like if you look at crypto, crypto is this casino, crypto's speculation. Bitcoin is the separation of money and saying there's two things that are uniquely happening here. But people don't see that. People believe that. Uh, people, unfortunately, if, if you're not educated on the matter, if you don't know about it, people believe that they're one and the same, right? Bitcoin isn't crypto, right? And, the, and we've been saying this for weeks now, right? This is the perfect ammunition. This is the excuse. This is the justification that they needed, right? And people like Elizabeth Warren were super quick. They jumped on the bandwagon super fast, you know? So we have to continue beating the drum. You know, Bitcoin isn't crypto. And I have a question for you guys. What happens if this bank only dealt with Bitcoin? What if it was an actual Bitcoin bank, right? You think the same thing would have happened? I, I, you know, and again, no way to know this, but I believe it wouldn't. Anyways, moving on to this next, uh, next article, Silvergate bet everything on crypto, then it all evaporated. We've heard that before. When have you never heard that before? You've heard that a thousand times. It's like, I put my money in shit coins, then the bear market hit, it went down 98%, never recovered, right? We've heard that a thousand times. What, like, what's the definition of insanity? Trying the same thing and expecting different results? Like, Anyways, bombarded by short sellers, deserted by depositors, and shunned by business partners, executives at the Crypto Focus Bank were face-to-face -face with regulators at its La Jolla, California headquarters. Officials from the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation had arrived at the firm's offices intent on averting the U.S. banking system's first casualty from the crypto implosion. Among options they discussed were finding crypto investors to help shore up liquidity amid the, banking, the bank's mounting losses. But a desperate round of calls to potential investors failed, with no firm willing to shoulder the burden of associating with the bank mirrored so deeply in the industry's upheaval. With survival looking increasingly implausible and no buyer in sight, Silvergate said Wednesday it was closing its doors, ending a decade-long crypto dream that made it a central player while the industry boomed. The company's stock, which traded well above $200 a share in November, slumped 36% to uh, $3 and 14. I think they got the, the percentage wrong. Anyways, it slumped to $3 and 14 cents at 931 in New York. So hashtag wrecked. Um, anyways, so remember that and we're kind of doubling back because we reported this on like about a week ago, uh, MicroStrategy used Silvergate. Uh, but you know, just to be clear, they did go out ahead and said, that MicroStrategy says it doesn't have any assets custodian, uh, or I can't say that word, but you guys get what I'm trying to say, with Silvergate. The company did receive a $205 million loan from Silvergate in March 2022, 
but MicroStrategy said the loan terms wouldn't change in case of insolvency. I wonder what, you know, where does that loan move to? Um, since Silvergate, what were the ones that facilitated it? Uh, it's, you know, definitely nice to hear that they weren't the custodian of that Bitcoin, right? So I, I guess, you know, there is good news. Anyways, uh, what are your guys' thoughts on this before we move on to the next story? Yeah, I'll jump in. Well, first and foremost, uh, see, Elizabeth Warren is definitely one of those uh, politicians that actively knows what she's doing. Uh, you can't convince me otherwise. <laughs> so, you know, I'll, I'll let me drop that one first and foremost. And then on the Silvergate news, I guess the contagion wasn't over. It's It's been what? When when did the FTX debacle blow up? Like October, November, whatever. And, and we've been documenting it for a while, just seeing who's going to uh, end up naked when the tide recedes. Well, apparently Silvergate was one of them. And I guess it's kind of poetic justice. Again, this is obviously in the, the long term will be good for Bitcoin. Bear markets clear out all the garbage. And it seems like Silvergate, uh, you know, took a little more risk than they knew what they were doing and they got wrecked. So, hey, you know, I hate to see this, but um, look, like, this is what happens on the free market in Bitcoin when bear markets happen. Uh, there's no one to bail you out, even though they were trying to get a bailout. Uh, there's no one to print money so that you're not too big to fail. Like this is what happens on a free market uh, uh, currency, you know, a free market capitalism. And this is what we're doing here as Bitcoiners. But I think I mean, I'm going to hold my breath on this next statement because it's still relatively early. And again, we don't know what ripples this is going to play out. But in regards to the price, I'd say that this is pretty bullish. If they got completely wrecked, the price, you know, it dropped like what? One percent. It's still above 20K. So in my mind, I, I know people are calling for 10K, 12K all over Twitter and in the YouTube chat. But hey, if the price holds up here, I think this is kind of more... Uh, more receipts to the idea that there's only us left in the market. It's only Bitcoiners left in the market. Everyone is left. Uh, there's like no, there's no institutional money, or rather, there is no money in the market that doesn't know what they're doing. So again, you know, the fact that we aren't seeing more contagion around Silvergate, I think it's kind of a bullish thing because either everyone of the companies is actually being honest when it comes to there is no connection to Silvergate, hence no more contagion. Uh, or, you know, like everyone basically is taking their Bitcoin into, into cold storage and it's just a matter of time until the market just starts to uh, pump upwards. So, hey, I don't know. I'm holding my breath. I, I'm sure we will see some some price volatility. But, hey, as of now, like it's holding pretty strong. And I, I think that's pretty much bullish signal as far as I'm concerned. A hundred percent. hundred percent. Nomad, what are your thoughts on this, bro? Yeah, man, I'm I'm down with Opti on that one too. I mean, it's like uh, I'm a simple man. I live in my van. I podcast from my van. I'm a true nomad. I got my Bitcoin in cold storage, and uh, I sit back and watch this uh, blank show unfold. And I just can't believe that people who are apparently much smarter than I am, who apparently went to school for years and have been making millions for years so they should know all the right moves they should do their uh, due diligence but yet they don't and maybe this is a warning shot across the bow of the good ship sailor like um, dude don't leave your 
your BTC in custody with anyone. Uh, there might be lessons to be learned. I certainly love and admire what Michael Saylor is doing, and uh, I would love to see him corral his own coin and his company's coin and keep it safe. So maybe there is a, a silver lining to all this uh, collapse, which we as Bitcoiners say all the time. Well, you know, learn your learn your lesson, man. Learn your lesson. 100%. 100%. 100%. You mentioned something. You mentioned cold storage. Guys, there is no way to take true cold storage without properly securing your Bitcoin seed. Don't be that person that loses their generational wealth because you store your Bitcoin seed on paper. Store it on steel, and there's no better place to do it than a bit plate, a domino bit plate. You can use the promo code SIMPLY to get 10% off anything on the BitPlate store. Easy to use, hard to destroy. BitPlate dominoes. BitPlate domino plates are designed to preserve Bitcoin wallet backup seed words and pad, uh, passphrases made from highly corrosive resistant 316 stainless steel and offering the ultimate protection against extreme extremes of temperature. Don't store your seed on paper. Store your seed on steel. Anyways, everybody, let's get to the culture. We have a lot to talk about. Let's do it. The Daily Culture. Brought to you by SwanBitcoin.com. Swan is the best way to build your Bitcoin stack with automated Bitcoin savings plans and instant purchases, serving clients of any size from $10 to $10 million. We love Swan because they incentivize self-custody and dollar cost averaging. What are you waiting for? Visit SwanBitcoin.com today. All right, guys, I want to tell you about a new offering from Swan. Oh, sorry about that. Bitcoin is generational wealth, and you can secure your bright orange future with the Swan IRA. Real Bitcoin, no taxes. Swan offers both traditional and Roth options to best fit your needs. Create your IRA and start adding Bitcoin in less than one minute. Transfers and rollovers are available. Swan's Bitcoin experts will get you set up with no transfer fees and no minimum balance requirements. This is real Bitcoin, not an ETF or other derivative. Get the real thing and get it at Swan. Go to swan.com slash IRA for details. And if you guys have any questions, shoot me a Twitter DM and I'll be happy to answer them. Anyways, Opti, what are we going to talk about today, bro? Love it. Well, as I tell you guys all the time, I usually try to form the culture around our guests so that we can, uh, you know, tee them up and, and get the signal from just your everyday Bitcoiner. But today it's kind of a mini holiday. So I thought it would, uh, you know, do good to feature this. So we got Pete Rizzo here on Twitter and he goes, a cypherpunk's manifesto is officially 30 years old. So I thought it's, uh, we're just going to read the cypherpunk's manifesto because this is kind of, you know, I don't consider myself much of a cypherpunk. I am, I'm just an average person, but this is where we come from. This is our roots as Bitcoiners. This is where Bitcoin came out and grew from. And so I think it is, uh, you know, a disservice to never read the Cypherpunks Manifesto, but also not understand what Bitcoiners are trying to do, what this whole movement is really about. And Eric Hughes puts it very, very eloquent in this very short article or manifesto the cypherpunks manifesto so again this was dropped march 9th 1993 30 years ago today and so it still resonates as strong as ever 
30 years later. So let's just get into it. Cypherpunk's manifesto. Privacy is necessary for an open society in the electronic age. Privacy is not secrecy. A private matter is something one doesn't want the whole world to know, but a secret matter is something one doesn't want anybody to know. Privacy is the power to selectively reveal oneself to the world. If two parties have some sort of dealings, then each has a memory of their interaction. Each party can speak about their own memory of this. How could anyone prevent it? One could pass laws against it, but the freedom of speech, even more than privacy, is fundamental to an open society. We seek not to restrict any speech at all. If many parties speak together in the same forum, each can speak to all the others and aggregate together knowledge about individuals and other parties. The power of electronic communications has enabled such group speech, and it will not go away merely because we might want it to. Since we desire privacy, we must ensure that each party to a transaction have knowledge only of that which is directly necessary for that transaction. Since any information can be spoken of, we must ensure that we reveal as little as possible. In most cases, personal identity is not salient. When I purchase a magazine at a store and hand cash to the clerk, there is no need to know who I am. When I ask my electronic mail provider to send and receive messages, my provider need not know who to, to whom I am speaking or what I am saying or what others are saying to me. My provider only need know how to get the message there and how much I owe them in fees. When my identity is revealed by the underlying mechanism of the transaction, I have no privacy. I cannot here selectively reveal myself. I must always reveal myself. Therefore, privacy in an open society requires anonymous transaction systems. Until now, cash has been the primary such system. An anonymous transaction system is not a secret transaction system. An anonymous system empowers individuals to reveal their identity when desired and only when desired. This is the essence of privacy. Privacy is an open society. Privacy in an open society also requires cryptography. If I say something, I want it heard only by those for whom I intend it. If the content of my speech is available to the world, I have no privacy. To encrypt is to indicate the desire for privacy, and to encrypt with weak cryptography is to indicate not too much desire for privacy. Furthermore, to reveal one's identity with assurance when the default is anonymity requires the cryptographic signature. We cannot expect governments, corporations, or other large faceless organizations to grant us privacy out of their benef beneficence. Beneficence. <laughs> it is their advantage to speak of us, and we should expect that they will speak. To try to prevent their speech is to fight against the realities of information. Information does not just want to be free. It longs to be free. Information expands to fill the available storage space. Information is rumors, younger, stronger, cussing. Information is fleeter of foot, has more eyes, knows more, and understands less than rumor. We must defend our privacy if we expect to have any. We must come together and create systems which allow anonymous transactions to take place. People have been defending their own privacy for centuries with whispers, darkness, envelopes, closed doors, secret handshakes, and couriers. The technologies of the past did not allow for strong privacy, but electronic technologies do. We, the cypherpunks, are dedicated to building anonymous systems. We are defending our privacy with cryptography, with anonymous mail forwarding systems, with digital signatures, and with electronic money and Bitcoin. Cypherpunks write code. We know that someone has the right software to defend privacy, and since we can't get privacy unless we all do, we're going to write it. We publish our code so that our fellow cypherpunks may practice and play with it. Our code is free for all to use worldwide. We don't much care if you don't approve of the software we write. We know that software can't be destroyed and that a widely dispersed system can't be shut down. 
Cypherpunk's deplore regulation on cryptography for encryption is fundamentally a private act. The act of encryption, in fact, removes information from the public realm. Even laws against cryptography reach only so far as a nation's border and the arm of its violence. Cryptography will ineluctably spread over the whole globe and with it the anonymous transaction systems that it makes possible. For privacy to be widespread, it must be part of a social contract. People must come and together deploy these systems for the common good. Privacy only extends so far as the cooperation of one's fellows in society. And we, the cypherpunks, seek your questions and your concerns, and we hope we may engage you so that we do not deceive ourselves. We will not, however, be moved out of our course because some may disagree with our goals. The cypherpunks are actively engaged in making the network safer for privacy. Let us proceed together apace, onward. Let's go. I try not to read... Too much on the show. It was worth it. I, I love it's that. Worth yeah, it. that and, it was worth it. And especially considering, you know, what we covered in the news and and what we've been covering a lot lately, uh, all these politicians, all these regulators coming out and, you know, trying to put things on paper to stop us from running this code. So shouts out to you know, our, our ancestor cypherpunks out there that did the code, that wrote the code, that unleashed it on the world. But there is a few portions in here that I'd kind of like to highlight. And of course, it's the idea, you know, Bitcoin always gets a bad rap for being anonymous. And it's it's about privacy is necessary for an open society. And what's it say? Uh, privacy does not mean anonymous. It means to selectively show yourself to the parties that you want want to. And again, uh, this this line right here, we cannot expect governments, corporations, or other large faceless organizations to grant us privacy. Uh, I think we're seeing this happen in real time. It's one of these things where. As someone of the modern world, we're seeing that you cannot trust your governments, you cannot trust your corporations to give you what you need. So we need to write the code, or rather you need to write the code, because I'm not much of a software developer. I just run the code. And again, we must defend our own privacy. And it kind of reminded me of that one Martin Luther King quote I, I keep I keep referencing in my mind. Uh, the oppressed will not be given their freedom. They have to take it. And, you know, this is a peaceful revolution. But we have the tools to take back our our, our lives, our labor, uh, our privacy, and this is enabled via Bitcoin. We have Noster, we have you know Signal, we have all kinds of apps now where all you need to do is opt in, run the software, and you can use the tools to take back your privacy so that you are not surveilled completely. Because as you continuously see on the show powers that be are angling towards a full technocratic dystopia where everything you do is completely tagged and bagged. And then this part, Nico, I really like this one. Uh, Cypherpunks deplore regulations on cryptography. What are we seeing recently? All these politicians out here just continuously begging for more regulation. Well, hey, you know, Bitcoin is regulated every 10 minutes by everyone <laughs> running the nodes. And uh, there's nothing you guys can do. The software is out there. You can't stop the the software. Cypherpunks write code. And so this is where Bitcoin comes from. This is the ethos of Bitcoin. It is the peaceful revolution personified in software. It is a, a First Amendment issue. It is just code. It is just words. And it runs software. And so you can't stop this. The more you try to regulate this, the more the Streisand effect will occur and more people will start running this. And, you know, 30 years since this dropped. And I think this is kind of uh, more credence to the idea of just 
maybe on the one hand, how slow information really does move in the modern world, but also how quickly things have happened. This dropped 30 years ago. Bitcoin's been alive for 15. And now we are seeing that these ideas are hitting the mainstream. You know, I was a baby when this dropped. And yet now I realize that that this is what the world needs it is Bitcoin and these freedom tools. So shouts out to Eric Hughes, uh, uh, absolute legend. And we wouldn't be here without this article or this Amen. manifesto. So 30 Amen. years ago, and uh, here we are. This is why we do what we do. And this is, you know, one of those pieces that I think a lot of people need to re-reference continuously as a Bitcoiner, but also show to your friends and family that this is what we do. This is why we do what we do. And it's a two, three minute read and people still haven't read it. So hence why I read it today. Anyways, uh, Nico, Nomad, jump in. Right Nomad, on. I couldn't agree it, with you, you more. You want to hit it first? Yeah. Thanks so much. Um, I couldn't agree with you more. And it's interesting. I was thinking as you were reading it, this is like the near the head of the lineage of uh, freedom fighters and the sovereignty movement and Bitcoin and, and uh, open source protocols. You know, that was 30 years ago. It's incredible. Look where we are now. Uh, you know, when Michael Saylor says Bitcoin is hope, well, take a look at what's happening, MFers, right? We've got these open source protocols now. Uh, the money is free, right? The social media is now becoming free with, uh, you mentioned Noster. Uh, you know, we're just at the beginning. Think how this balloons and expands and grows as we go another 30 years down the trail, right? So... Those are my thoughts. Thanks. 100%, bro. 100%. This is, uh, we all have to remember and Opti pointed it out, right? That Bitcoin is code, right? You're running. What is code? What is It's a form of speech, right? So they're basically making the case that a form of speech is dangerous. Like running software is dangerous. Running toasters that, you know, happen to mine Bitcoin and they happen to, you know, uh, release some heat uh, is dangerous. Like if you break it down to like the fundamental level, which is what I love about that piece with Gigi because he breaks it down. Right. Everything they're saying is so absurd. And the, the inevitable, like the next talking point is like self-custody is absurd. Right. And like, that's why they're coming up with vocabulary, non-hosted address. Right. I don't remember reading that in the white paper. Um, and we all have to remember, like we have to remember the, the basics. Right. Is it, are you really dangerous because you're holding money they can't debase. Are you really dangerous because you're holding money they can't confiscate easy? To, like, And then, if the answer to that is, in their eyes, yes, you really have to question what type of country or what type of government do you really have, if that answer is yes. Anyways, everybody, let's get to the meme review. Let's do it. The Daily Meme Review. 
Brought to you by Kaboom Racks. I get this question all the time. Nico, where should I buy Bitcoin miners? The answer is Kaboom Racks. It's the best place to buy Bitcoin miners. That's where you're going to find the best deals and the best prices. Start your mining utopia today. To check out their racks, you got to go to t.me slash Kaboom Racks. Join their Telegram group and start your mining journey today. Kaboom Racks. All right, guys, boys and girls. This is the meme review. Uh, let us know if the audio's fixed. I don't know what's going on today. Apparently, we're having issues over here with Restream, but we do this live. We do it live, and it keeps going. Anyways, this is the meme review. This is your favorite portion of the show where you guys send us memes in Telegram. You guys tag us in memes on Twitter, and I, uh, you know, I curate some of them, and I bring up a small amount of them on the show. As we say all the time, memes are the bullet. Memes are... Wait, tweets are the bullets, memes are the artillery. In this information war, you guys are frontline soldiers, and we just have to continue to put truth in every various form so that more people understand what is going on and why we do what we do. Anyways, this first meme is by the BTC therapist, and he goes, education is key, hashtag BTC. And we got uh, a cliff here, and the cliff's name's education. It says, do the work, decide for yourself. And at the top of the cliff, there's a little Bitcoin logo hanging off a ledge. And we got a shit coiner down here at the bottom with all his bags. And he goes, yeah, it's stupid. And then we got a Fiat Maxi, and he goes, what a dumb idea. <laughs> and then we got the Bitcoiner right here looking at Bitcoin and just going, it's beautiful. It's so beautiful. Do the work, <laughs> decide for yourself. Is Bitcoin something you want to take a part of? Because sooner or later, you will have no choice. Anyways, this next one, at plan underscore Marcus on Twitter. And he goes, save a normie today, hashtag Bitcoin. And I, hey, if you notice, I put these two memes together for a reason. Anyways, we got, uh, I don't even know what these are. These little gremlin things that are screeching and very ugly looking things from some sci-fi movie or something. And it goes, normies in 2036 when they finally understand why they need Bitcoin, but they can only afford <laughs> 0.0001 BTC. The Reese, you can hear the Reese through the meme. It is, it's one of those things. Okay, and this next one, this one's a little, a little meta. Uh, remember the clip we played yesterday of Cynthia Lummis, Loomis, how do you say? Is it Lummis? Loomis. I don't know. We'll find out one day. We'll though. figure it out. Lummis. Anyways. Lummis. Lummis. Okay. Cynthia Lummis uh, talking Your to this girlfriend. guy. <laughs> no, yeah. no, 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 yeah. not at all. Uh, no, no. Hey, I didn't say this. It's not me. Don't hold me accountable for this one. Okay. Remember yesterday's clip where Cynthia Lummis destroyed that guy at, uh, in that Opti, hearing? Opti only date central bankers. Okay. <laughs> Dude, I'm trying to cozy up to the Cantillon effect. Sorry, not sorry. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, the guy, the guy that was in the conversation's name is Rob Attenberg, and apparently he is just continuing blocking anyone with criticism and we got justin and he he uh he tweeted me or dm me and he's like all right this is definitely going for the meme and he goes you should probably block me too as an energy professional familiar with the grid and bitcoin mining actually works i think you embarrassed yourself yesterday with your expert testimony history will not judge people like you kindly something we say all the time but the meme here is by russell ruskin he goes if everyone could stop getting blocked by Rob Altenberg, that would be great. Thank you very much. Uh, it's very interesting that the people pushing these narratives cannot handle the heat, and all they can do is block people on Twitter when they get some 
actually constructive criticism. It's almost like they have an incentive to lie. Hey, but you know, what do we know? We're just uh, we're just simply Bitcoin YouTubers. Anyways, this next one is by at Hodling Apparel on Twitter. And it's uh, the classic Drake meme where he goes, no, don't worry about the Bitcoin price. And then it's yes, worry about the Satoshi price. It's all about the Satoshis. And then this next couple of ones, Nico. People like the Bitcoin toaster memes. So we got Satoshi's journal. He goes, Bitcoin miners sustainably use energy and protect the most powerful monetary network in the world. Senator Lummis understands that the government should have no say in how we expend energy, whether it is in the use of our toasters or the Bitcoin miners that we plug at our home. And we got a picture of a wall of ASICs. And then we got Sen <laughs> Senator Lummis on the bottom goes, leave my toasters alone. Okay, leave my toasters alone. Get your hands off my oh, toasters. Oh, they made a meme? They made a meme? <laughs> they made, oh, man. We got double, double <laughs> memes. So shouts out to uh, Monocle Mustache. And it goes, it's a picture of my head on a guy with, uh, it looks like a screwdriver and a toaster and the Bitcoin logo. And it goes, leave my Bitcoin toasters alone. And then uh, the double meme, we got Nico over here. <laughs> what have you done to Opti? This is better. Use this one. Now we have Nico's head on top of the guy saying, leave my Bitcoin toasters alone. Oh, man. Okay. So, shout out to you guys. And this last one, <laughs> shouts out to our friend <laughs> at Birdman <laughs> on Twitter. And he goes, hashtag Bitcoin Twitter changes you. And we got a picture of young Leonardo DiCaprio holding a teddy bear. First day, okay. just so innocent, so young, so naive. And then today on on Bitcoin Twitter, it is Leonardo DiCaprio, and I think this is uh, what's this movie? Uh, the Revenant. The Revenant. Reverence. Yeah. The Reverence. Reverence. The Okay, and he's I'm getting attacked by a bear. <laughs> he's getting attacked by a bear. This is honestly, if you've so been good. on Bitcoin Twitter for probably more than a year, I am almost convinced that you feel the same way. I, I saw this meme and I, I had that thought to myself. I'm like, wow. I was thinking about it. I'm like, I was so young and naive before Bitcoin Twitter. And now I'm just old and crusty getting attacked by scarred, bears consistently. Scarred, bro. We're scarred. Scarred. Okay. Uh, <laughs> drop your meme review score in the chat and we will cover it live. Nico, you're going to like this one. My score today is a chancla. Chancleta! <laughs> chancleta for the win. All right. Wow. I'm going to give it this little Coca-Cola and it does have liquid inside. You can Maybe you can hear it. Ooh. Ooh. Can't hear that. All right. Nomad 21. What would you give those memes? Uh, I was going to go with my uh, solar-powered hula girl, but now Ooh. I'm going to change it because the last memes were really strong. My 1974 Ibanez lawsuit acoustic guitar. Oh, okay. Okay. Ooh, wow. That's a good the score. Collectors. That's a good score. Anyways, wow. guys, this is Simply Bitcoin Live. Drop your meme score in the live chat, and we will read it live on the show. But before we get to that, I want to give a shout out to our awesome sponsor, RepresentLTD.com. Opti is wearing the hat. It's sold out. It's sold out. Um, and I'm wearing the camo. The No, I'm wearing the regular camo, not the Simply Bitcoin merch today. I wanted to change it up. I wanted to change it up. Anyways, guys, you gotta do laundry every once. Don't in a while. don't be slow. It's true. <laughs> no, I, I have like five. <laughs> I have five of the same one, and I just cycle them. Anyways, um, guys, don't don't sleep on it. There's still some stuff left. Visit the representltd.com store, and you can use the promo code simply Bitcoin. Get your simply Bitcoin merch today, and check out all the other stuff they got in the store store too, because it's badass. Anyways, Opti, let's get to some of the meme scores. But first. 
Cue the music. Michael Ward, I give the memes two Far uh, Faraday cages protecting my node. But then how's your node connected to the internet? Um, Phil C, I give the memes a run in with Senator Warren in a dark alley. Like, are you protecting from wireless attacks? Okay, Mr. I, I don't even, uh, you know what? Forget about, forget about what I just said. <laughs> that just, that just confused me. <laughs> Mr. Robot, rate the memes a space heater from Kaboom Rex heating the pool. Beware and focus. Uh, meme score. Preston Pish orange pilling masses on Joe Rogan. I'm very, I'm looking forward to that episode. The yeah. John Flood. I give the memes a box full of fuses for the toasters. Very nice. Very nice. Next one. Bitcoin Becca. I give the memes a pallet of toaster. Oh, a, a whole pallet of toasters. Frank Arn. I give the memes the unborn shitcoin silver. No, bro. <laughs> Can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Justin Griff. Sorry, guys. This is a live show. Opti some some fall through the OptiFilter. I literally just kind of like look at them. I don't read them off. <laughs> Justin Griff says, I give the memes five consecutive Twitter blocks by CSW. Very nice. Very nice. Matthew C. I give the memes two Elizabeth Warrens and Christine and a Christine Lagarde. Think orange. I give the memes and Pepe irrelevant reverent. Very nice, very nice. And nice. we are running out of time. The buzzer. My score is Silvergate Lost Toaster. Very, very, very nice. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Simply Bitcoin Live. Make sure to join our Telegram groups absolutely free. Go to t.me slash TV and check out the written version of this show. Also free, simplybitcoin.news. And if you want to subscribe to the Substack and help support the show, even though all the things that we do are free, be very, very welcome. Anyways, guys, we love you all. I want to give a shout out to um, our guests. Thank you so much for joining us on Simply Bitcoin Live today. Why don't you tell everybody what you're working on and where people can find you? Hey, thanks, guys. Had a great time. Uh, while, Nico, you prepare for tomorrow's program, uh, I'm going to be sitting back reflecting upon what a great time I had. And, of course, we all know that Opti will be sitting down for his toast dinner with cynthia lummis this evening uh no so. no <laughs> anyways no. yeah i'm up podcaster i'm uh doing it from my van i'm a true nomad nomad 21 is the name of the podcast on spotify fountain all those usual um venues and uh nomad underscore 21 that's the word 21 uh on twitter and thanks oh. so much uh, it's a great time Thanks so much for, for joining us, bro. I appreciate it. We are big fans of Senator Cynthia Lummis, and we don't make jokes about her on Simply Bitcoin. But things get things do go through the cracks sometimes. Anyways, guys, if you enjoyed the show, you know what to do. Smash that like button. Consider subscribing if you feel like we provided you value. And the number one thing you could do to help this show, in fact, push the peaceful Bitcoin revolution is... Share this video. In fact, share all Bitcoin content. That's how we win. Winning one person at a time winning over the hearts and minds anyways the party does continue all the way to 2 p.m eastern standard time about 50 minutes we are holding down a twitter spaces with our friends over at swanbitcoin.com best place to buy big best place to buy bitcoin so if you want to interact with opti and i and just a live hangout definitely definitely go check us out over there anyways that's enough for youtube love you all we'll see you tomorrow 12 15 p.m eastern standard time peace out